Hi, I'm Adam. Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Ruth. And this is From Our Couch. The podcast where we talk about the world of entertainment from our couch. Today, we have a special episode. We interviewed Jag and Cam from Big Brother 25. Yes, the winner and America's favorite player. Absolutely. And this was a great interview. We hope you enjoy it. It was an absolute fun and entertaining night for us, for sure, to hit all, hear all the ins and outs and fun stories that they had. And Yeah, so stay tuned because there's some real good stuff in there. Y'all can thank me. You're welcome. Thank you, Lindsay, for being <laughs> our social media social butterfly. <laughs> yes. Yep, she's the two that brought them in, so yeah, on her. It was Cam's idea to bring them both together, though, so I will give him credit for that. That's yeah. right. This started as like it was just going to be Cam. Yeah. And then we like Jag agreed to do one as well. And then was it was it Cam that was like, oh, just bring him in and do both? It was Cam because I was talking to him and I was like, oh, yeah, I have to schedule Jag too. And he was like, wait a minute, what? He's like, you don't know a Jag too? And he's like, well, <laughs> I want to do it with him. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> it's super fun. Like we we did this over Zoom, guys. So it's but the recording is really it sounds really good. But we were able to see their faces while we were recording, which was Half of the fun, to be honest with you, and I'm sorry you won't get to see that because it's just audio for you guys. But the faces that Cameron makes during the whole interview and it the reactions are, are fantastic. The man really probably should be a stand-up comedian. Cam He's is just a goofball. <laughs> like Jag's in the middle of having this deep, deep talk, and Cam's over there just like making the weirdest faces. I'm yeah, like, oh it's really Lord. great because it's like they're completely two different personalities. I mean, Jag is very. He's a very activist kind of person where he wants to represent his his people and his community very well and everything. And Cameron is just having a grand time with it all. Yes. So it's super fun. And we hope that you enjoy it. Oh, they got us now. Uh, <laughs> gotta watch out now, Cameron. I feel like we're back in the big brother house. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Do not talk about production. <laughs> so we have Jag and Cam here with us tonight. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Thanks for having us. Absolutely. What's up? We're super thrilled to have the winner of Big B BB25 and America's favorite player from BB25. Yeah. So it's wonderful to have Jag and Cam here. Happy to see them. I'm stoked, man. This is, oh, yeah. Like we don't get a whole lot of stuff to do together, so like, I'm glad we like we're like, hey, let's just do this together. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny. Stuff. Originally, I'm excited for this. Yeah, yeah, originally we were planning on interviewing you guys separate, and then when I talked to Cam about it, he's like, wait, you're interviewing Jag too? Let's just do it together. Screw it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does Jag know that you talk like a soldier? You wear because I know Cameron knows. But um, is Jag aware? I don't think I've talked to Jag about that. Okay, she talks like a soldier, Jag. So you have to excuse sometimes. Cam actually made her own button, so when she goes to say a bad word, we call it Lindsay. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I like that. I like that. Yeah, she can really turn it loose, brother. So you gotta watch that one. <laughs> It adds more personality. It's more flavor to the conversation. You know? That's what ah, he yes. said. Yeah, I yeah. said that's exactly. I told her. I I told her you would understand. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, yes. All so, right. So you want to start off with the first question? I will start off with the first question. So this Pass. is for both of you. <laughs> what has life been like since you've been out of the BB house? 
Tim, want to start it off? Okay. Uh, I don't know. How, how much time do we have, guys? I, I don't, as much I don't as you be, want. We have Zoom premium, so we're good. I won't be long-winded. We'll bounce all this back and forth. But uh, how has life been for me outside of the house? Well, it was an interesting transition, and I've talked about this on some of my lives, and I've talked to, I've talked about this with Jack, like honestly on lives. We talked about this and how um, – you know, I had I had an interesting transition. Everyone has their own kind of journey, not only in the house, but when they leave it, it's it's crazy to try to like go back to your life, and it's not there. It's very very different. Uh, now, some people their lives may not have changed very much. They might have left the house early, or you know, there's all kind of you know ingredients that go into it. Um, but for me, it was very different because I mean, I left the house twice. Um, and then, uh, then I went to the jury house, which was bomb. And then I, um, you know, officially left and went home for like Thanksgiving and then was right back in LA, uh, shooting reindeer games. Um, and I never had an actual chance to kind of decompress from everything. So that, that period of time between leaving the house and then going right back into the house, is really a blur and it's almost as if like I got nothing accomplished, nothing done. It was a weird kind of time and space. And I never really got an opportunity to kind of confront my just like inner feelings about everything that had transpired and my new life and everything that I have going on, you know, personally and, and, you know, getting to hang out with my, my daughter again. And, and just all of this, this wave of emotion came to me after after ranger games um in which case i kind of had to detach from social media i kind of like went into not a hole but just kind of like to myself i had to kind of gather myself and get my like life in order and put things down on paper and do some laundry for god's sakes <laughs> you know just normal things that i was like god i really really just gotta like put a bow on this thing and 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 get back in there so Life outside of the Big Brother house has been very different. I mean, everyone has a, a different, uh, you know, accounts. So it's hard to say, but my journey has been interesting at best. But I now feel more, and you probably have seen, because we, I, I just feel more free and joking and having fun and, and, and lives, stuff like this, because I feel so much more like myself. And I think we all needed that decompression period. And it's really cool because you know, Jag, we talk all the time and Red and Bowie and Matt and, and, you know, just like, and Blue, we like, I talk to these people all the time. So we lean on each other, which is, which is amazing. And some people don't have that, you know, some people might not have a group of people like that. So, you know, so it's, it's, it's really interesting. And, and having met all of the alumni, they have the they have very similar accounts, which is so heartwarming to know that you're being welcomed in to like this circle family, which is really cool. So yeah, everything is different. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I think one of the things that you mentioned right there, Cam, is like so spot on. Like one of the best parts of the, this experience is the people that we walk out with. You know, like all these relationships that we built in the house are very real. You know, I mean, yes, there's this game that's going on and there's all the right. strategy and you got to win this comp and talk to these people and lie to these people or whatever it is, it is that, you know, the game that we all signed up for. But at the same time, anytime there's 
his free time or, or downtime, you, we end up just chatting. You know what I mean? The number of conversations Cam and I had just about life back home and growing up and just what we're passionate about, the little quirks we have and what we like to do for, like these are things that like really built this deeper connection between us. And we had these conversations with a lot of folks in the house. And so you still walk out with that, which is pretty amazing. I think as a, as a viewer, um, I never really understood what that would be like. And now, now that I've been lucky enough to be on the show um, and, and having left the show and like reflecting back on it, that's something that's been really cool as well. Um, but life in general afterwards has been a whirlwind. I'm sure Cam can attest to this. I mean, he was thrown right into the blender again with reindeer games, um, but it's a whirlwind. Um, and I say that in the best way and, and the most like different way. Um, one thing that was huge for me on the show was representation, right? Representing my community. Um, I was the first uh, Sikh house guest on the show. And so that was something I was very cognizant of while I was in the Big Brother house and wanting to represent my community in the best light possible. And so something that's been really cool after walking out of the house is, you know, all the love and support that I've gotten from people um, that are in my community and outside of my community. You know, I've gotten um, some like sick parents, you know, from sick and Punjabi families. These parents have reached out to me and they have these videos of their kids um, when they first found out I was on the show or when they found out I was saved or that I want like all these things and they're like jumping up and down they're dancing or they're like crying because they're so happy and that like when I saw that it touched me um on another level you know it was just so heartfelt and like it's it's always been for the kids man you know like seeing them so happy like seeing them see someone like me on the screen like I know what it would have meant to like young jag to see someone like me on the screen and so um knowing I can be a role model for them or someone they can look up to in that way has been um, really incredible. And then on the other side of the spectrum as well, I've had like non-Punjabi, non-Sikh uh, folks reach out and they've said stuff like, hey, um, I used to um, be scared of people who wore turbans. I used to have hate um, towards people who wore turbans or that looked different. Um, and, you know, I really didn't know much about it. And after watching you on the show or learning a little bit more about your story and who you are, um, I get excited when I see someone who's wearing a turban or who looks different. And so that's been so powerful. Um, that's something like these moments are, are more powerful than the show, right? It, it's, it's bigger than the show. So I think that's been the best part, like after being on Big Brother is just reflecting on the impact that we all had um, while we were on there. and. Um, that's something that I just couldn't fathom beforehand. So I'm, I'm very grateful, very blessed for everything. That's awesome. And it's, it's really nice to know that you guys have like a community of players that are like supporting you because they're really the only people that understand what it was like to be there, you know? So that's awesome. And I like that you are representing your community and taught people while you're on Big Brother. I mean, we watched you wrap your turban, like, and obviously color coordinate with your fashion sense and all that. And yeah, yeah. So I think that was, that was really great. I think we learned a lot. And of course we learned that Cameron should not straighten his hair. No, so. I liked it. <laughs> no, I like it both there's a, there, there. I would say that there's mixed reviews, but it's overwhelmingly in favor of Curly. I'm just saying. I like it both ways. <laughs> 
Each has its own vibe. Right? You look True. like Lord Farquaad with it straightened out. <laughs> right? yes. I had a lot of nicknames. A lot. Some good, some very not but not good. Oh, right. Well, yeah, it, it is good. Though. I mean, but I'm sure it is a whirlwind. Like you guys haven't done laundry. You haven't gone grocery shopping. You haven't done any of that. So it's probably hard to step back into reality though, right? Because I mean, yes. speaking of laundry, yeah. <laughs> um, listen, Big Brother, has, we can fix this. We can fix the laundry <laughs> problem in Big Brother because it's an issue. It's a it's a big issue. And I know that they love this issue because it forces us to talk about it and to get pissed at each other and just do stuff. But put the washer and dryer inside. <gasps> We always house. ask that. Why is it outside? Yeah, can we no can sense. we stop the madness? Okay, because we get covered. Jag and I walked into the house covered in goo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we get a can we get a washer dryer? Our stuff stayed goo ridden for like three days. Yeah. I think longer, brother. I think right when you walked in, like didn't open up the like. No. We didn't, access, didn't have any access to the to to do laundry yet for like four or five days and there was a line of other people that wanted to do laundry before us and we're like all this slime yes you know what I mean? on yeah. our clothes our yes. shoes like or the feathers oh yeah god and the hay <laughs> jesus i still pick hay out of that robe i have, I have pocketable zoom feathers lying around still as i as i oh. walk around i'll cough them out sometimes oh 100 <laughs> i i see them and i just go fucking Jag, God. <laughs> you know, Again? The, the funniest thing about that is everybody in the house knew everywhere I had been yes. the week I was talking to Zoom. Because there would be a feather wherever someone would be like, and, and what the hell were you doing in, in the storage room? <laughs> and I'm like, no. I, I swear, I swear, I was yeah. just giving my microphone. I don't know what like, in diary. <laughs> it stayed like feathers stayed in the diary room for like a month. Yep. Not lying. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They Speaking really of diary room. Oh no. Do you remember when I just walked? <laughs> oh, they just right. realized the this same moment. This is legitimately a story that I haven't told anyone. I don't think I've told right. anyone this story. Okay, we're excited. So oh God. Okay, so okay. So, so you so, can make a re- so they call you to the diary room. You go to the diary room. You know, it's two-door system. You see it when we vote, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go in this door, walk down the hall, go into the diary room. No one else is getting in, right? And and for context, the diary room is the one place in the house that's like a sanctuary. Oh. Go in there. It's so vulnerable. Whatever you want. You can be vulnerable and be super honest. And there's just like, that's the one time you're away from anyone else. (laughs) There's no risk of like, you know what I mean? Like you can just be so honest because there's, two doors it's locked someone has to let someone in yeah so production there's a there's a button you've seen the button you go you press the button so if you want to go into the diary room to make a request like for like a certain food or like i need knives for to cook dinner tonight or whatever you got to match the button and a lot Mm -hmm. of times if there's someone in there i don't know that there's someone in there we just don't know and it'll just be the the button will be red and it'll say diary room unavailable but if they're like, yeah, come on in, the button will turn green. And then you just open the door and just go on in. I didn't know, I didn't know that anyone was in the diary room. I was gonna go make requests for knives to cook dinner that night. 
So I press the button, I go in the door, and I hear people talking, and I was like, so this is new. There's not supposed to be people talking. Something is wrong. And it's uh, not people talking. It's your boy. I heard, I heard production talking. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the, you know, you can, you can hear them in the diary. Anyways, so I was like, I stopped on my tracks. I was like, I'm not supposed to be here. Something's wrong. So I went and I like peeked my head in the door and I was like, is there like production here or something? Because they clearly let me in. This wouldn't be a mistake. Something's weird. They, they're better than this. I opened the door. And the way we make eye contact, I've never been more mortified in my life. It's like, imagine you're going to the bathroom and someone just opens up the door and starts staring at you. Worse. Except for some reason, you're not wearing any clothes and you're yes. out all your life secrets. That's how I felt. Because here I am talking about, I'm like, I feel yes. weird about Matt. I feel, maybe we should take Cameron out. And then Cameron. We definitely should take Cameron out. Cameron. <laughs> He's only human. I was like, how the hell did you get in here? <laughs> I opened and our faces were just like this. Uh <laughs> later, and I like opened the door. Dude. And production was like, I'm so sorry. We're like, what just happened? We didn't even know if we could talk about it in the house. We just kind of were awkward for a little while, like you're like, uh <laughs> this weird intimate moment that your fly is still down. What's going on? It was so funny. It was oh so funny. Luckily, I mean, like, Cam, you didn't hear anything, right? No, no. Because you stopped talking. Like, like, everything stopped. Cam didn't hear anything, and I was probably just BSing in there anyway. But yeah, it was just so funny. And they were I like, think, honestly, you were, like, just talking about, like, a veto. Like, it was, like, you were talking about a veto. Like, you had just hosted veto. You had to talk about That's all yeah. it really was. Well, that's good. They were plotting your demise there, Cameron. That's what they said. Shocked. I know. Shocked at all. Like, what? They wanted to keep you forever. I, I forgot it. about that until we until you mentioned feathers and it like triggered something inside of me. That was, that was so funny. Oh, good. That is so we derailed this entire interview. We said, that's Oh, sorry. Okay. How are you? Well, let me tell you about this one time Cam walked in on me. <laughs> We're only on question one, guys. <laughs> we have totally to pick the okay. mood up. The, the answers to the first question were kind of somber. So <laughs> thank God for walking in on Jag. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Gosh. All right. Let's Pants get to... down in the diary room. God. <laughs> I was better places to do that, dude. I was like, is he like, was he like, did not have clothes on in the diary room? What's going on in there? <laughs> Never. If we're all just sitting there like Winnie the Pooh. We just have a shirt on. Just... <laughs> you look beautiful, Julie. <laughs> yeah, you look mad exquisite. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Oh all right, let's That's get to question two. Sorry. Go question two. I saw the list. This might take a minute. Yeah. All right, so this is another one for both of you. So what is your Big Brother history? Have you watched the show before you went in? If so, for how long? All that jazz. All that uh, jag. Cool. <laughs> I'll try to be quick with these. Uh, I started watching the show in high school with like my family and friends. I started with season 16. That was the first full season that I watched. Fell in love with it. Um, it was just a great cast, great people. And like just loved the show in general. Like I found myself like yelling at the screen when someone was making a dumb move and I was like oh this is what you should do instead so I was really putting myself into the shoes of all the players 
um, and just loved it in general. So I've watched it ever since um, and yeah, knew I wanted to be on uh, just because one, I'm, I'm a fan and would love to just be in there. Like it was like a pie in the sky dream of mine. Like that'd be so cool just to like be in the Big Brother house. Um, and then two, what I already mentioned earlier, which is the re representation piece. You know, there's no one that looked like me um, that was on the show before. So I knew I wanted to be on. So the culmination of reasons why, um, but overall, just just loved it. And I was like, might as well just throw my name in the hat and, and see what happens there. Nice. Love it. I never really paid attention to it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Camera just kind of stumbled on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, I've been a fan since the, since the very beginning. I mean, I was uh, I was in I was in middle school um, during the like the surge of reality competitive television, like Survivor, American Idol, Big Brother. All of these things hit all at once, and I was glued. Like I loved it. I love that. And whose line is it anyway? Because I love improv. But I, you know, I remember watching it so intently um and it became it became a pastime for me and my mom we just loved watching it and we lived out in the country so it took us a long time before we got like dvr capabilities to be able to record stuff um so we would be like in the living room like hurry 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 it's coming on it's coming on and we would like just tear it up and even more so like when I would be gone for long periods of time or when I would be training or being deployed, uh, my mom would like send me DVDs of the show so I could I could watch it like on, on my computer wherever I was. So I kept in touch with Big Brother for its entirety, every piece of it. And I fell in love with it, fell in love with the game. And and I was like, man, I was I was just like, Jack, like it's a pipe dream, you know, whatever. And I tried out. I like auditioned like five or six times, like legitimately, because I was like, something's got to give. I don't like just rolling over and quitting on something because I was like, I'm going to learn from each one of these auditions that I definitely screwed up. Um, and eventually I just realized I needed to be myself. And like, that's why I love Big Brothers because they weren't looking for, they weren't looking for the best versions of me and Jack. They were looking for me and Jack, like who who we are. So yeah, I that's that's uh, that's my run with Big Brother. I've loved it since the beginning, man. That's the sappy reason that Cam says he was on Big Brother, but really, what he's really thinking is they were just so tired of hearing him audition that they're like, just get him on the show so we can be done. <laughs> I have I've hired people for that reason. They just would not leave me alone. I'm like, fine, work. <laughs> well, see, Adam and I kind of have that same experience with reality television. So Adam and I, so he's the oldest. So when the little kids would go to bed, Adam and I stayed up to watch like CSI and that kind of stuff. But we all as a family watched Survivor. Then when he went away to college, that's how we got Paramount Plus. So he could watch Survivor at college. And then he would call me the next day and we'd talk about it. So that's kind of how all this came about, honestly. <laughs> now, Big so. Brother fans are just very unique. Very unique. Like, um, it's, it's, it's like, it's like playing golf. Like, I hate golf, but I love playing golf. <laughs> and Big Brother's like that. It's like, yeah. what are you thinking? And then you turn around and you go, I love them so much, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, we had many moments like that. I'm not going to lie. Like many moments of what are you thinking? Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, for yeah, no sure. Yeah. For sure. I know Cameron knows that we were like 
Why in the world are they getting rid of Cameron? What's going on? Jag, what are you doing? <laughs> Smart, being smart is what yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. I just what I had to do is what I was doing. Shit <laughs> yeah. worked. Look at him. Shit worked. I know it. I know. Ugh. All right, Adam. Uh, yep. Our next one's for Jag. So talking about it working for you. So what have you spent the money on and any plans for how you'll use it in the future or is it all already gone? <laughs> I, uh, I brought uh, unlimited supply of milk. Um, so Boom. all of it has been gone. Yeah. <laughs> milk. Um, no, I haven't, I haven't spent my, I, I've gotten this question a lot, actually. I have not someone who's like very frivolous or like materialistic. So I haven't spent my money on anything, but um, I know like, I also don't really see it as like, oh, this is my money. Um, I talk about my family a lot. Like everything I do is for them. And so this is, this is no different. You know what I mean? Like all, everything that I earned and like everything I did on the show as well was like make them proud and everything. So um, I personally haven't really like used it on anything yet. Um, and I don't have any uh, step plans for what I'm going to use it on. Nice. Probably That's travel cool. around a bit. Probably go see uh, Cam at some point. Well, it sounds like it's warm yeah. there. So we should go see Cam. <laughs> like some golf with Cam. That's, that's what I might do. Yeah. Again, I'll notice he did not mention me. Um, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lindsay obviously wants to travel for sure. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Just go on Big Brother and win, Lindsay. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. Apparently helping Jag with all of his TikTok needs is not enough. <laughs> No, you have to win big brother yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. all right our next cat our next question is for cam so how was it being the first juror oh um uh tranquil is a word <laughs> it was big words smart words <laughs> no use big words um it was um it was very uh, i don't it's very weird honestly um so it was very quiet and very nice and production took great care of me. And now I sound like I'm a hostage. No, it, um, <laughs> it honestly was great because it gave me time to reflect, just kind of like put some stuff down, uh, read, watch a little Netflix. Yes. We had some Netflix there. It was pretty cool. Nice. Um, and just kind of, just kind of have some time to myself. Um, and get some different interaction because, you know, there has to be some production assistance um, on hand. Um, they call them sequester managers. And they they kind of they kind of need to be there to not wait on you hand and foot, but just make sure that you have everything that, that you need. Um, and and they're great to talk to. They won't talk about the game. They are, that's absolutely not going to happen. They're not able to tell you any information about what's going on uh, outside the house. But they were always an amazing ear to just sit there and talk. And we played the crap out of board games and cards and puzzles and stuff. Like, just just acoustic fun, if you will. So, well, yeah. Well, that's nice. And I got like to, since media. I was the first one, since I was the first one in there, I got the massive master bedroom. And it was <laughs> bomb. There because go. there was like 38 shower heads in that bad boy. Nice. nice. Cha-ching. But it is nice that they don't just like leave you there by yourself with like just no one. So no, there's always weird. someone there. 
That's nice. Yeah. Though. It's just him yeah. and one cameraman. I know. I was just <laughs> no cameras. So nope. first thing that they mention when you get there is like, by the way, there's no cameras here. There's no microphones. Feel free to do and say whatever you want. And I was like, yeah, that's. <laughs> 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 Going out in the middle of the night checking all the corners. <laughs> I, yeah, you you joke, but <laughs> I found a couple security cameras outside the house, and I was like, "Time out! <laughs> what is that?" And they were like, "That's off," and I was like, "Sure, whatever you say, dude." <laughs> nope, you're not getting another word out of me, Chief. <laughs> Very nice. Oh man, jeez. Oh, All right, Mom, over to no, you for the next. I one. just did that one, Cam. Yeah. Oh, really? It's me. Okay. Yes. Yep. I'll talk to Jack then. All right. So for Jack, a major turning point for you was your unanimous eviction where Matt saved you. A few people were in on the plan for Matt to save you, but obviously everyone seemed mostly okay with you leaving. How do you react to something like that? I did it. <laughs> Put it on record. You did. <laughs> Damn it. You tried your best. Um, you my know, best. That, like that's honestly one of my favorite moments um just because like it was so cool like matt was someone that i was very closely aligned with um and the fact that he was willing to use that power on me i think showed his character a lot to me and also solidified like we were already working together but it solidified something where we knew you know well like at this point we're going all the way to the end like we have something special like this bond that um, is hard to come by. Like you don't have opportunities to do that in the game that often. Um, and so that was, uh, that was pretty amazing in itself. Um, and also whenever somebody who's a strong competitor or strong player touches the block, it would be very dumb to not take them out. Um, Cam, can you attest? <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to weigh in on here, buddy. But you know what I mean? Like, I voted like one time. Well, I don't get that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So like, I know that like people voted me out. Um, and part of that also um, is that Matt got the superpower. Him and Sari are both in on saving me. And um, they have to make sure that I get evicted for the superpower to, to work, for it to save me, right? Um, and so they're active while I'm trying to get people to vote to keep me, they are actively trying to get people to not vote to keep me. And that <laughs> is like my closest ally. So thinking back at it, I'm like, well, of course I wasn't getting that much, like picking up that much steam with some of the people that I was very close to that I think would have kept me. But if Matt, right after I'm having a conversation, is popping in and saying like, hey, by the way, <laughs> don't keep him then they're not going to keep him and so yeah. uh, there's a lot of layers that happen um that week as well but overall i think um i mean it's tough right like you get evicted you come back and then everyone's like Ugh. <laughs> hey buddy didn't mean that right like everyone's <laughs> kind of awkward right they're like and go outside and do the next hoh competition and everyone's like hey friend <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love you, right? You know, I didn't mean to vote for you. To, you know what I mean? And so um, I, at that point, it became more so on me to think about how I want to move on in the game. And um, for me, like what I mentioned to a lot of folks that would come to me and be like, hey, I'm so sorry. Um, I just handled it with 
I would just give them grace, right? I'd be like, look, I'm just really grateful to be here. Um, and I'm not even worried about that anymore, right? Like I have this second chance. I have this opportunity um, and not everyone has that. And so let's just, let's just do this, right? And people would come to me and be like, it wasn't me. It was that person that wanted <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, like fully show would come and be like, Corey and America were never down and they wanted it. And like Corey and America came to me and was like, we were always down in Felicia and me and like everyone else didn't want to. And I would just tell everyone like, look, I believe you. <laughs> everyone, right? It's just like, that's what you got to do at that point to make it seem like, all right, cool. Like, well, Hey, like if he's dumb enough to believe me, like maybe, maybe we can keep this dude around. Like, and so, yeah. you know, at that point, that's the only, the only hand that I can play, or maybe not the only one I can play. It's the one I decided to play and um, was fortunate enough that it, it worked out. Well, that's nice that everybody apologized for voting you out. I don't think that Cam got the same reaction when he was I mean, resurrected. I, didn't <laughs> I didn't want to apologize. I didn't. I didn't get to vote, so I was clean. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I told him the whole week. I was like, "Buddy, it is what it is, man. I love you. I truly love you, but I'm I'm just here, man." Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't apologize when you came back to the house for voting you out, did they, Cam? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. Apologize. What does that mean, dude? I didn't think now, so. That was a weird day. That was a weird day, but I'm sure y'all have questions about it. I'll let you get there. Okay. Um, I actually had one thing coming off of that with Jag. So, Jag, did you feel like you had to change up your gameplay at all, like seeing that unanimous eviction for everyone voting you out? Um, yes, I think, I think what happens when that unanimous eviction happens, I feel like I was more freed after that. Before that, I felt like my hands were tied a lot. Um, and what I mean by that is I came into the game knowing, um, I was the first sick house guest in the game and I wanted to play it in a way that represents my community in a positive way. And so, um, I wanted to be like loyal and have integrity and, be honest. And so uh, when I told people like at the beginning of the game, when I told people like, Hey, we're going to be in an alliance, like this means something to me. Like I'm going to be loyal to you till the end. Um, I stuck to that. And it was until they double crossed me. Right. That's what I was like waiting for. And so that moment becomes the moment where prior to that, like I was, I had these other alliances. I knew they were working with other folks. I didn't feel great about it because it's very obvious like everyone's working with everyone and like people talk in the house I'm like all right cool like yeah I have this alliance called seven deadly sins um I feel terrible about it and so does like everyone else in the alliance you know what I mean like, when I talk to like my side of the alliance which already is messed up if you're in an alliance there should not be like two sides right but like when I talk to my side they're like I don't know about the other side of that alliance and it's it just, I didn't feel great about it. I knew they weren't going to be super loyal to me, um, but I felt like I couldn't make any moves against them because of this deeper responsibility I felt like to my community and to how I wanted to like portray them and, and portray myself and play the game. And so once that happened, um, I felt like I was able to start playing the game and adapting in a way where I could build my own alliances with folks that I wanted to stay loyal to or I wanted to work with. And essentially what it became is, all right, Matt, like you saved me. You're the reason I'm in this game. I'm going to be loyal to you. And with everyone else, uh, let's pretend. Yeah, that's good. 
right. I'm so. glad you said that too, because I I like <laughs> exactly what you said. I, when we talked about it at the jury roundtable, like with Dr. Will, I said all those things. I was like, this dude had to change everything. I mean, he stayed true to himself, but he had to change his entire game up, and it had to come from a different angle, and he had to really readjust. So, yeah, dude. I'm so proud. That's so cool. <laughs> All right. So our next one's for Cam. So the game's over. You're up on stage at the end. And then Ameri- America. America. Ju- Julie announces <laughs> that you are America's favorite player. What's going through your head when that happens? No way. <laughs> no way. Why? I'm standing next to an Olympian and the queen of reality TV. What are we doing here, dude? <laughs> it's nuts um no i couldn't be- I, I honestly couldn't be- i couldn't even believe i was in the top three because in, in like when she's when she's we came back from commercial break um the only three people that were told where to stand well four jag stand next to julie you just won matt you stand <laughs> on the other side of julie right three you stand here cameron you stand here and i was like why are they telling me where does <laughs> okay okay well this is different okay and i look like across the stage and like people are looking at like Corey's looking at me and he's like doing the math and he's like, no way. And like blues <laughs> looking at me. And she's like, no way. It was like, it was weird. So we come back from that and, and Julie, you can, you can see it on the teleprompter. They read the names and, she, and there you can, you can see the names. And it was like, in no particular order, the top three vote getters were Matt, Sari, And then my name pops up on the bottom of the camera. And I was like, excuse me. So I was not like, I was like, oh, that's why they told me where to stand. Like everything's coming to me in waves. Like, oh, 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 okay. Um, And in the moment when she read my name, I was like, that's cool. That's my name. That's I'm I'm him. (laughs) So I didn't know what to say or like who to talk to or who to hug. I just kind of like buckled down. Like I was like, oh my God, this is is nuts. Um, and looking back on it, I actually I've seen clips of it and stuff. Jack's face was the funniest thing because he was the first one that could see when she opened it. She could see he could see my name, and his face was like ah. <laughs> Before she even said it, I saw it say Cameron Harden. I was like, no, I was like, no way. See, I didn't really. See, mom saw it as this big dramatic thing. I don't yeah. really think. Phaedra like came for his throat. So yeah, that was nuts. Like I don't know it if it's because she hyped it up. It was so a good time before yeah. I watched and it. And we were happy to see but it. But I was, I just watched it on like sure. every and obviously Jazz and Matt. Like we, yeah, I'm pretty sure we all voted for you many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Thanks, it was, guys. It, yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. I, I kind of, in my opinion, I kind of thought you got a raw deal with the way some of the people treated you. I didn't particularly care for that, and I was like, you know what? He's just do. He's just being yeah. camp. It's okay to be yourself. So why do you have to like be all nasty about it? So I, I couldn't quite figure that out. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. and they like all I've always said, I've, I think I've tried to preface Amazing. this with the majority of the conversations that I had in the house. And there's a firm distinction to me yeah, between game and personal. And I don't take any of the things inside of that house personal. Now, if you come at me and personally attack me, like you dogging me, well, we should probably sit down and talk about some stuff because we probably have some misconceptions that we need to, to, mm-hmm. to handle here. Um, aside from that, though, I, I love everyone that, that I went through this experience with. I mean, I was in the Army. We've gone through some pretty rough stuff. So the fact that we trauma bonded over all of these things should draw us all together. But some people yep. still have 
you know, things that they need yes. to deal with. And I want to give them plenty of space, but I want them to know from afar that I'm, I'm pulling said, for them. I'm in their corner. And you know, I, I wonder love them. if, if they, was throwing if they called me on the phone right now, I would because she's jump a on a plane and go wherever Someone they said that. To go. Someone Every said that. One. I don't know if it's a look into that, that the really next nice episode or what it is. I, I, like I don't remember who said it, but someone said, you know, it was really weird for Dan to throw Phaedra's name out like that. And the only thing I could think of as to why he did is because she's a traitor. And he was trying to save himself. Someone said that because they're all trying yeah, to figure out why the heck Phaedra, out of all people, why would Dan say Phaedra? Uh, and they're like, wait a minute. Right what now, would I do? My guitar is out of tune. What do you. <laughs> exactly. So I don't. I think Phaedra's days are not the same. I don't really think Phaedra like came from his throat that hard. Like I don't know if it's because she hyped it up so much before I watched it. But I would. I just watched it. I'm like, okay. All believe you're a deserving winner and deserve the win this season for sure. However, we do feel you made a few unnecessary mistakes and caught some lucky breaks along the way. Yep. Can you talk through some of them? And why did you tell Corey and America you were the HOH? We endorsed yeah. you telling Matt, but telling Corey yeah. and America did not make any sense. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a snack. This might take a minute. <laughs> so oh, there's more. Mm-hmm. There's more. To and this. they all vote oh, for Dan. More. And right at this point, okay, so, as soon as I hear so that, I'm like, well, they have I've to recruit Pete, Peter, not Stan, um, because he is yeah, coming from Harvard, and now people are gonna start figuring out Phaedra. So you gotta recruit Peter at this point. Right, so I will double down yep. every single time I get yep. asked this um, that it was the best game movie, and mm-hmm. I'll give you context as to why. Yep. Um, that week, I want Blue. Out. Yeah. All right, I'm targeting Honestly. Blue. I think she's a hell of a competitor. Um, I mean, I know it, right? And yep. uh, I want her to. Um, and he is not thrilled. Yeah. One, she said to he's me, not happy. You remember that, at the um, end of this, someone said, "You know, I wonder if um, Dan was throwing like, Phaedra's name that, out because she's she a really traitor." And then, someone said that. Um, someone said that. I don't know if it's a look into the next episode, and, and he's ticked. Like, hey, I don't remember who um, said it, but someone said, that, "You know, it was really weird for Dan to throw Phaedra's name out like that." And the only thing I could think of is why he did. He definitely can. Thank you so much, and he was trying to. And they're catching up to Phaedra. You're my number one target. Um, because someone, if it's someone that said that because here, they're all trying to figure out why the heck Phaedra, the yeah. out of all I people, why would Dan say they're trying to And they're, and they're like, I feel like someone's gonna remember. You know what I mean? Wait, if I why did Dan say you can? Exactly. And so I don't. I think she's not days are numbered too. Even as an attorney, she's gonna be like, this is awkward. We get done with. BB Comics. Yes. You yeah. see the time, and at this point, um, everyone everyone assumed that it was either me or Corey that had won. Yep. And um, the moment Blue touches the block, Corey and America know I won the Invisible HOH. There's nothing to hide between anyone. <laughs> right? Like everyone just knows this. No one's suspecting anyone else, and so. If I'm going to put blue on the block, I don't want to just keep pretending. Yeah. Because they'll and know right it is sad. Just as soon as I hear that, I'm like, well, they have so to recruit you now. And that's the now I'm Because he is confirming the girl. And now people are going to start figuring out Phaedra. So you got to recruit make this game move anyway. And so I might as well not burn two other bridges. Yep. 
while I make that game. Now, obviously, what I didn't yeah. know is that there's going to be two vetoes. Yeah. Blues. I'm okay. Yeah. Let me talk through this Honestly. first of all. <laughs> two vetoes, and I'm like, all right, squad. You know what? Let's be a really do good this. one or a really. Oh, and he is not thrilled. He's not going to be. He's not happy at all. It's either going to be really good or really off. bad. The hardest competition yeah. ever. We're holding on to this rope. Um, I'm like, I feel like I'm Tarzan for, yeah. for my, you know what I mean? We're holding on for the entire day. I fall off. I can't feel gonna, my arms. I would say, I'm in ticked. Pain, I would say not I'm yet. Like, Perfect. Um, you know, you know I mean? there's one other the other game people have been Just outwardly blue. strategic, and I think they Sandra is. They this is where <laughs> I think Sandra's kind blue of wins. At that point, I'm like, all right, and I can they're catching with up this to Phaedra. Everyone's been coming at the gamers so hard because they're so strategic and all this stuff. So I don't think Sandra's really had an opportunity. Yeah, to play. I definitely I feel like someone's gonna if Sandra gets too strategic. Why did Dan say blindside back? And she's gonna have to decide, that and she's not gonna know what to say at that point. So Even like, as an attorney, you know she's gonna, gonna be like, "Yeah, um, I want to." <laughs> this is awkward. Go. She's down to get him out. I'm down to get him out. Let's just do it now. And so that's why it ended up with like yeah. them being the targets after it started off with me building trust and telling them. But um, yeah, step by step, like mm-hmm. I think everything makes <laughs> sense um, for my game at least. We answered two yeah. of those questions back to back there, so we just yeah. have C now. Yeah. Oh, so at the final three, He's a pro. I know. <laughs> at the final three, you have to choose between taking Matt or Bowie Jane. Final two. That's Us, not the same. Bowie Jane looks like an easy win, while Matt looks like more of a point. Yeah. It is sad to see Janelle and Dan both gone. Now, yeah, um, which I'm because he's that guy. I know. <laughs> I told you. I listened. I, I don't mean to cut you off, buddy, but I in in the uh, jury well, round table, I was like, fa- if he we got takes Matt, this ball game. From our couch. If he takes we Bowie, that's sick and shit, and he didn't stand couch. by his dude. But we if he takes Matt, Twitter, my two boys, you like to call it, at it's his. From yeah. our couch. That's and it. Then I mean, that's literally what it was. From our podcast. There was a point where, like, I knew how I wanted to play the game. I knew I wanted to be loyal. And he's either going to be um, a really good one or a really bad. There one. was a point where I was like, I he's would not going to be mediocre. He's either going to be really good or really bad. Then to win so. sitting next to Bojan, that and that was yep. all it was. That was all it was. like. I was going to stay loyal to him till the very end. Um, yeah, what's up, Cam? Bye, everybody. <laughs> I just remember talking about that. I would because say not yet. And I'm coming um, back know, for you again here, man. The other game people have been outwardly. The word like cowardly Sandra was thrown is, out during the jury round table. And I, I was like, Sandra's listen, kind of you can say whatever you want to say about the way that Jack handled his business. And, after you know, we can so call whatever so we want to call that. And all this stuff. I said, so I but when Sandra's it really comes time, I said, when it comes time for him to toe the line, when he has to do the hardest thing in this game. And if, decide if to take Matt with him. He's gonna him fucking do it, guys. Hot. He's gonna take Matt to the end because so. that's the hardest thing. You can you can say that he doesn't toe the line when it comes time yeah. to, to speak what he's feeling, and because he's playing the game, everything he's doing is in the game. The fact that he didn't right. tell you what he didn't tell you is because he was playing the game. I said, but when it comes time for finale, and he gets to decide who's yeah. sitting in the seat next to him, I said. <laughs> he will not be a coward. He is going to be the guy. This way, you're my boy. And I knew that. I was like, bro, Cam is my boy. And that's like, because yeah. I, I decide I'm taking Matt. To me, it's very clear. That's it's the right decision to make. I'm not going to be a coward about it. It's. I wanted to look back 
at my experience, look back, watch the show, and be able to hold my head up high. And that was the only decision Which I I'm could sure make. So there's there's no room for anything else at that point. And then I start to like count the votes, and I'm like, oh shit, like how is this gonna look if I well, take we it? Got, All right, I'm gonna, they, I'm gonna we do this thing, but how does it look? At, the from first our person that comes to we my mind, like, this is one person couch. that will have, have my back. X or that I think Twitter, I can count on their vote whichever you like to call it. Um, from our couch, just like getting to know them in the game. From our couch podcast. When we worked together in the fugitives for that like week, which is like the greatest week, like you have such a good time. I think Cam and I end up talking so much game at such like a strategic, like high level, like we're going back and forth. Yep. And I was like, dude, Cam understands this game. Like he strategically understands it so well that we're able to talk Bye, to everybody. Like, Cam, like we we would talk about like optimizing every single move in the game to make sure we're good. And it wouldn't be as simple as like, I want uh, blue out because she's my target or I want America out. Right. It would be like, okay, this is someone that we could get out. Once they're out, how will all the dynamics shift in the house? And will we suddenly create an army against us? If we get rid of Corey that week, Suddenly, America goes to blue, and now they're very close, even though right now they're butting heads against each other because blue wants to go after, you know, like we're talking through everything. And so, and we have like these conversations where Cam literally says, like, if you're able to make it to the end, you'll have my vote. And that's the one thing I remember that we were in the scary room. And I trusted that. And I was like, look, I think I'll have Cam's vote. I thought that I would have Blue's vote. Um, I think she would just respect the game as well. Um, I prayed I would have Bowie's vote. Um, And I gave the speech that I gave right before evicting her to make sure I would have her vote, which is essentially just saying like, putting her values to, to test as well. In the same way that I was like, all right, this is me with my values. Bowie talked a lot about uh, staying true to her word and being loyal as well. And she had given me her word that she would vote for me, regardless of who I sit next to. And so I just call that out and a victor and I go, all right, cool. Like now I'm hoping that I have her vote as well, which is a big risk. And the rest of it is like, look, I think Corey respects the game a lot. I think America does. I was hoping like, I don't know, like maybe Mama Fee I could convince as well. With Sari, I knew she was going to vote for Matt. But, like it was... I just really, I was like, all right, so he's going to vote for Matt. Um, and so that's why, like, I give the answers I give. I give the speech that I give. Um, like, all of that goes into that one decision. That makes sense. And it worked out for you to take Matt with you. But, it, I mean, we saw in Survivor 2 when Colby took Tina, which was the hard thing for him to do, that didn't work out for him. So that worked out for you. So that's good that you you did that because that doesn't always work out. So good try good, that worked out so that's good <laughs> that's good yeah because otherwise poor colby sat there in second place and that probably sucked for him so. <laughs> all right so can you kind of answer the first part of this question which was what was your reaction to jag taking matt instead of bowie um but how do you think the jury as a whole felt about that decision um i mean after our discussions that we had around the jury roundtable the only part about the i mean in jury, I mean, I had the opportunity to talk to Corey, America, and Blue, I mean, extensively. We talked about these things all the time. Um, 
but Sari was only there for like a day or two before we left um, and to go shoot, you know, the, the round table and Felicia showed up at the round table. So we didn't even get an opportunity to really discuss things between the two of them other than, and this is interesting. And this is something that Jag didn't necessarily come in contact with. There's an adjustment period after you are evicted. Um, there's a lot of questions that you have and a lot of like passionate, like you're, you're, you're pissed about a couple things and you're like, I need some, I need to know why you did this. What were you thinking? Was this really a thing? Are you a cop? You know, like all that. Kind of stuff. <laughs> so we, so coming in to jury, Sari was still pretty hot. You know, we didn't have an opportunity to go like, all right, so what are we really thinking here? And she did get a little bit of that cool down period because she's Sari and she found she's she's done this a million times. So she was like, all right, I'm good. And after a day or two later, she was like, let's party. So that was cool. But Felicia coming into the round table was was tough for her. And I'm not saying that we had a bad time dealing with her there. No, at opposite. It was amazing. I knew what she was going through because I had I had the opportunity to go through it myself. And I got to watch each person go through their own version of it. And I could tell that she was going through it at that time. And I was like, Mom Feet, like I know that you want answers to your demise and you have a lot of things that you want to talk about and to ask us. But this isn't about that. This is about like trying to trying to select a winner for the longest game in history. Like yeah, this sure. is a really big deal. So it it was tough to try to talk to her about everything that was going on. And it wasn't just her. We all had a lot of emotions and a lot of things that we were trying to talk about. So trying to get them to understand what, what we were trying to do there was, wasn't just on me. I think everyone rallied together and we were like, okay, here's what we really have to talk about and how's how we really have to go down to this. So tossing everything up and down about, about Jag and who he was going to pick. And it was really kind of one-sided. But going into it, they asked us to be very open and uh, try our best to offer up positive remarks for alternate decisions. <laughs> but I was like, I know what I'm doing. I know what she's doing. I know what them two of them are doing. These two are interesting. So the fact that, that they voted for Matt is on you know, this is their personal thing. And that's what I love so much about this game and everything that we do is that's your decision. And it's amazing. But I know I was the whole time. So. All right. You get one of the fun questions. Yes. Yeah, so this comes from Jen from the Jaggernauts. Is that the Discord group? Yes, it is. It's like his little fan base thing. Gotcha. He calls his he little has, fan base thing. He has his little so cute. Look at him. Look at it. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> so Jen wants to know um, if there happened to be other house guests in the Fugitives Alliance, what nicknames would they have been given? This one ain't for me, buddy. This comes from your family. This is on your side of the fence. Just so, just so everyone knows, okay, the Fugitives, the names that we had in camp was the Gunslinger. And yeah. the way he inherited that name is um the week before or the week of like when he was gonna get 
sent packing, but then Psyche came back as a zombie. But that week, um, I had just won the veto. Um, and then he had come to uh to like me and Matt and Blue and Jared um and uh makes this proposal, which is very powerful, right? And he's like, I will go after anyone you want. Let me be your hired gun. Like I will be your gunslinger. You say the name, they will be out next week. Like, and so I was like, holy shit, this is crazy, right? Cam is uh, is a lunatic. And the only issue with that, Cam, actually, the only issue with that is the person I wanted out was sitting in the room. It was- I know. <laughs> I was like, Cam, I was like, you're saying this to everyone. I was like, he's the gunslinger. I was like, the gunslinger, baby. I was like, unfortunately, like, this is what it is. But then you have the opportunity to come back and you absolutely kill it, uh, which I knew you would. And I was like, all right, cool, man. That That is your name, like the gunslinger. Uh, we had Matt. Matt's name was- uh, the bounty hunter, right? Yes. And then my name was the outlaw. Because uh, Matt was the only, of the three of us, he was the only one that hadn't been unanimously evicted. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was I was the outlaw because uh, I had been evicted, but I just escaped it. So I was just escaping all these evictions and stuff. I was like, bro, you're not going to catch me. And so like, we came up with these names. We felt very excited about it. Um I'm trying to think, like, who else would be... Uh... No, I don't I don't know who else we would have chosen, but honestly, it was an agreed-upon understanding uh, that Bowie was the fourth member of the Fugitives. But it was a whole different context, because we were like, Bowie, she was like, itching boss, itching boss, ready to go. <laughs> we had Bowie this, like... To... She was so ready to just draw a line. Draw yes. it just draw the line. She would say it all the time where we're like, nah, if we need to make a move, like Bowie's gonna be on. Like we would be we would be like in HOH discussing something on the basketball couch. That's what we called it. And she would just peek from the bathroom and be like, draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, calm, relax, we can't do that, right? Now. <laughs> like, do it, burn them all, all of them. We, we were just, like, yeah, Bowie. We, chill it was so funny it was just so funny like we had such a good time as like coming up with the names like doing our whole like uh symbol like everything about the fugitives that week was just like was hilarious it was, hilarious. It was a lot of fun and the, the like we had an alter we had an alternate like mafia thing which is funny because the but <laughs> we had a it was funny because we had this like thing because we knew like the 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 four of us literally could just roll this whole thing like we we knew it we were confident in that so we started acting like we were like we were all the godfather and we would just walk into a room and be like here's what you're gonna do <laughs> and you're gonna do this and like and be like uh if you don't do this we're gonna sick uh we're gonna sick oh uh bowie bowie two chains on you Bowie two chains. <laughs> yeah. we, um, the one line that I wanted to say so badly on the show, but I just never, I never found the perfect opportunity is, you know, we we're talking, we we're pretending like we're all like godfathers. We're in this, like the fugitives, we're part of the mafia. We got this squad. It's like, I was just hoping someone is, says, or says something where I'm like, they're about to take a shot at me. And I just wanted to come right by them and be like, hey, make this move. But I promise you, it's going to be the last move that you make. And I want to say it so bad. It's going to be the last thing you do on this earth. And I arrived. It's like, get your boss. 
Like we were, we were hyping ourselves. We were like, nah, these are fire lines. We gotta save this. <laughs> I just never found the perfect time, but it was, it was hilarious. Like uh, we were coming up with scenarios. We were coming up with alternative uh, big brother realities where we're like, you know what? In this reality, we're the mob bosses. <laughs> all of us, all of us are the boss. We like, we started, we, we started cracking there for a little while. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. You had to keep yourself entertained. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's actually really good. I love it. So let's see. Where are we? Number 10. Oh, yeah, number 10 for Jack. So you certainly outperformed Matt when talking to the jury. At a certain point, it almost felt like you were getting a little aggressive in the interrogation. Did you feel that in that moment or that were you just nervous? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was. <clears throat> Uh, no, no, not nervous. If I could do anything, I would go even harder. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I was sitting there going, Jack, really? We're going to have to take Jack off the podcast. <laughs> but like, wait a second. He's about to give a speech right now. Um, it's like, he goes like, like an octave above and he's like, I murdered all of you. You know what I all wanted to say? What I wanted to say in my speech, um, this I'd have kicked Julia if I could. <laughs> I, put, I literally wanted, to, and I was like, nah, maybe I shouldn't say all that. I wanted to say, I am the Grim Reaper. I was like, that would be the coolest thing to say. And I was like, no, 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 please. I was like, nah, I got to take that out. But um, here's what it is like, I was passionate, right? Like, this is my one moment in the game where suddenly it's like Matt and I have been this duo playing together. It's my one time where I can separate from him and stand up for myself, right? I didn't want it to be a moment where you see it over and over in Big Brother, like Final Twos, and in other shows where like, you know, someone takes this uh, person and they're loyal to them and then they lose. And the reason why is they just don't own up to their game. And so I knew I wanted to own up to that, to my game. I knew that's the speech I wanted to give and I was passionate about it. And I give that speech for a reason, right? Like, I, I, everything is very calculated, right? Like, I don't just say like, I evicted you. I was like, I signed your eviction notice, right? Like, it, <laughs> these are ways that like, I intentionally made it more powerful because I knew that I'm not up here trying to like recite a lab report. Uh, this is a speech, right? And it's supposed to, it's supposed to evoke emotion. And so let's shake them up, right? Like, I know I might have these certain votes, but if I have anyone that's like lingering, let me just say, what I'm trying to say in terms of just purely game-wise, the moves I made and why I deserve to win and say it in such a wild way that they might step back for a moment and be like, damn, okay, true. Like, he's kind of crazy for that. Um, but also, <laughs> he didn't lie. You know what I mean? So I, I wanted to present it in a way where, like, if there's anyone that's teetering, they end up going with me. Because the alternative strategy is, like, I give the nice guy speech. Um, and if I give a nice guy speech and I'm trying to play the nice card and Matt is playing the nice card, I'm, I'm losing that matchup, right? Like yeah. Matt played an incredible social game. Um, and if we're both just like, Hey, no hard feelings, right? If we're basing the votes just off bitterness, like Matt wins, right? So my, the premise to all this is if someone's bitter, they're gonna vote for Matt anyway. So let me give you a reason to be bitter and lay out all the reasons why I deserve to win and uh, say all of this so that 
now what everyone's left with is like, oh, damn, he did that. But would I rather lose to the winner? Like who evicted me? Like would I rather have been evicted by the winner or by Matt? Right. You know, like someone who didn't evict me. So it's like playing a bunch of reasons into like why I give that specific speech. But if I could go back, I literally would do the exact same thing. Well, I don't think that you gave Matt those notes about his speech because he did not have any of that. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> this is also part of the game. It's like right beforehand, like I know I want to give this speech. Um, and it's like maybe the day of or the day before he's like, he's like, yeah, man. Uh, he's like, I don't really know what I'm going to say. And I was like, yeah, me either. He's like, I might just wing it, you know, and I was like, Dude, I was like, me too. I was like, who, you know, who knows what they're going to ask? And, you know, I'm just going to wing it too. Like, that's that's the only way to do it, really. You've been practicing for three months, right? I yeah. knew everything I was going to say. <laughs> I would stay up at night, like, going through every possible question that jury could ask me and come up with the response that I would want to give. And so, and I was like, damn, like, Matt just, I knew he didn't, like, prepare as much as I did. And I definitely, like, led him in that direction i had a feeling you did yeah i mean that could be a big, big brother baby yeah. i was yeah so happy like the whole time you were talking i was like i told you this guy is the guy that's the funny. funniest part like when i give that speech i like see everyone i see cam's face first and he's just so happy. And I was like, my boy. I was like, I knew I could count on him. So I was like, I think I have his vote. Like, dude, I just, you seem so happy. And then I see two very opposite reactions. I see Therese's reaction. And she is just appalled. She's like, she's like, oh my God. Like, what is he saying? I just see her reaction. I'm like, all right. Um, and I feel fine about that. Cause I'm like, well, I, this speech was not for her vote anyway. And I look right behind her and there's America, which I'm like, I will need America's vote. Um, and America is so excited as well. Like she's like open mouth, but smiling. And she's like, like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, all right, I just can't, once I start the speech, there's no way to like backtrack. You know, I can't say all that and be like, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've got to go all in on this and just like hope it goes well. It's probably, honestly, one of the biggest moves. Honestly, that speech was, that, that definitely put, I think that really did change votes, honestly. It's, it surprised us for sure, because we thought Matt had it there for I sure. Did. I thought, and oh, then we I saw the speeches it. and we're like, well, there's Jags win right there. Yeah. <laughs> it was locked up. It was locked up. You could have walked out there and been like, you're welcome. And we'd have been like, Jag wins. <laughs> you gave that speech and I looked over at jazz and hockey and i was like and they were like <laughs> dude yeah they told me about like they're sitting in the audience and like just yeah. like jaw on the floor they're like dear god dear god yeah yeah, yeah it was awesome it, it was a good speech it really was so. thank you <laughs> all right let's go to number 13 so for both of you, what was your reaction learning Sari and Jared were mother and son? Does it seem obvious looking back? They're what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll feel this one. You've been talking a while, buddy. I got you. Yeah. So 
there's there's a few ways to look at this thing. Number one, I am a humongous Big Brother fan, right? Twists are a part of the game. And people get so annoyed with the twists and the this and the this one coming back and the you know the, the these battle backs and, and two HOHs and two vetoes and two coaches coming in. I love the twists. I mean, that's part of the game. That's what we we don't just want to watch the exact same thing over and over again. I mean, they even changed Major League Baseball and added a time limit. You know what I mean? Like things need to evolve. And the twists are what makes it amazing. I mean, and, and we have to boil it down to to something as simple as we're not just playing a game here. We're not just setting up and playing checkers in the backyard. Like this is for television. And these are these are very calculated risks that these networks are taking to do these things. You know, game aside, this is a really big deal that that they're going out on limb and making this happen. And uh, to look at it from a different perspective, I mean, I'm a coach's son, and I know, I know the agonizing feeling of needing to hit the exact mark um, and living under a shadow. Um, and my dad was an amazing coach, an amazing player in the in in the town that I grew up in, and having to deal with that was was really tough. I mean, I had to get one extra rep every time in the weight room, one extra sprint after practice. You know, you had to do your homework, and you had to be this perfect guy all the time so for jared to come into the game and play right beside his mom who is a legend um is just astronomical i i couldn't imagine the amount of pressure that this guy was under during the entire time that he was there the entire time leading up and god forbid when he left the house you know things hit us in the face we have no idea what's about what, what's coming to us so jared had it's just an immense amount of, of, of pressure on his shoulders. And I told him that I said, I could just see it on you, man. Cause I know what it looks like. And the other thing to look at too, is um, I'm a parent. Um, and Sari and I had many conversations. One time she point blank asked me in, in the kitchen, she goes, Cameron, what are you going to do when Stevie says she wants to come on this show? And I say, I'm just going to support her dreams. And, you know, tell her everything that I can possibly tell her to warn her and and give her advice as much as she'll take from me. I said, but I'm going to support her in her dreams. She said, that's a good way to look at it. So I know, I don't know exactly what Sari was going through, but I tried, when I left the house, I empathized because I was like, oh my God, I could not imagine trying to play this game and trying to continue my own legacy and trying to not embarrass myself and my family and also having to be a mom but not allowed to be a mom. Like I can't, that, that feeling for me is, is, is outer space. I can't, I don't get it. Like I, I wouldn't know how to not love my kid in the house. So the fact that they both came into that game and a lot of people will say that they, they walked in with a built-in alliance or a, a duo or, you know, um, an advantage to, so to say, but I look at it as a disadvantage. I mean, they, too, they had, yeah. <laughs> they, they had to, overcome a hurdle every single day i mean walking into the house izzy knew who jared was immediately boom no longer an advantage that was we walked in the house. we weren't in the house five minutes yeah yeah right so yeah. that that's that's my take on it is like i can't imagine how much they were going through and how well they overcame it and how proud i am that they came out on the other side and it's it's just it's an amazing an amazing thing to me not only to be a coach's son and a father, but to be a fan and to see those things going on, love it or hate it. What an amazing, 
what an like an amazing thing to see from the viewers. I couldn't. It's just so cool to me. Yeah, I think I think the moment I found out, I mean, I think you can see it. Like me and Matt freaking out because um, we found out, and we're still in the house. Like they haven't revealed the votes or anything yet, but they're just like having these chats with everyone. I I was like freaking like I jumped up out of my chair. I was like yelling. I was like, "What is this?" Because I did not expect <laughs> that at all. And that's when like everything hit me as well. Like reflecting back, like things make a lot more sense. You know what I mean? Like it, had I known, I, so many things would have been different. You know what I mean? Like our first alliance that we make, right? Like family style alliance. Uh, you know, like me and Cameron, like Jared's in that alliance. Um, and you know who is it? His mother. Yes, we know. <laughs> of course, like, and she's on the other side in her own alliance. And so, like, of course, that like it blew up immediately. It's like day three, and we're like, how come? Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, I thought this was a strong alliance, but maybe not. Like, maybe you can't. You. And so, do you like, remember having that conversation? We, you and I were talking after you weren't evicted. And we were like talking in the game room and we were trying to like hash out everything that happened. And I was like, brother, they knew, like, I didn't do, yeah. I, could, I was like, they knew everything. Yeah. They knew the whole, they knew it, the whole playbook. It was like, and it you was were like, I don't know, man. <laughs> they, yeah, they knew. And I was like, what? And the other moment that stands out to me, I was like, damn, I get it. Like is the zombie twist, right? Like uh, Cam has just gotten evicted. It's a double eviction. Okay, pull off this crazy heist and we blindside Jared uh, and we evict him. And we're like, oh shit, like we just did that. This is awesome. <laughs> Suddenly, obviously, now, you know, the, the tube starts glowing, whatever color it's glowing. It's like, womp, womp. And we're like, damn. Like, <laughs> so, Ceri's the one who reads the note that comes in um, about the twist. And she doesn't just like read it, right? She's not just like, Oh, and now the two people you just evicted will be coming back in. She starts laughing. Oh, I, I remember that laughter. Like, yes. I yeah. when I remember, she's like, I bet you want to know what this is. Something, this is unhinged. I've never seen <laughs> what is going on. She was like, oh, like uh, BB zombies are now being resurrected. And I was like, okay, cool. So they're they're coming back in. Why are you so happy about this? Right? <laughs> like, these, these are two people that are walking back in here. The point of Big Brother is to be the last one standing. These are two strong competitors that are back in that. And like now that I think about it, I'm like, of course she was super happy um, because we had just blindsided her son. And originally the plan was going to be for Sari to sit on the block next to Jared. Um, oh my God. that they were mother and son but we're like all right so me and jared but instead we put blue next to jared because we're like if blue wins if she's a strong competitor she's gonna take jared off jared's our target and so we're like whatever let's just put blue up instead um but it very close like possibly would have been Sari and jared sitting next to each other on the block during that double um with jared being the target and just thinking Thinking back to all of that, like it, it just makes sense. Like these if things. You guys, are, like, if you guys had done that, put them on the block together, there would have been so many conspiracies that you guys actually knew. <laughs> there would have been so many. But again, that would have been good television, though. I mean, that would have been CBS's dream right there for them to sit side by side. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, that would have been that would have been wild. That would have been that double. I felt like was the best. I was like, this is awesome. And then they just walked back in. I was like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> we didn't just walk back in. Okay. No. Oh no, you we come in, bust down the doors. <laughs> Jared starts throwing haymakers. Oh yeah. Oh, and I sure. was like, I'm gonna go make some tea. <laughs> the way you handled it versus the way Jared handled it, polar opposites. Like obviously both of you have every reason to be upset. Right? In the same way, like when I was evicted, but then not evicted, I you know, I mean anyone can handle that in any way they want. Um, but it was just crazy to see because it was like two people walking back in, the difference in that, right? Like um you and I are having conversations and we're like that's when we build the alliance, right? We're like the fugitives, maybe like- Yeah, right there. The yeah, first thing, like, like I made my tea. I think the first thing I actually did, and this is when it all came full circle for me. I walked into the bathroom and it was you, Matt, and Blue. And I just walked in and I just, I just started clapping. I was like, guys, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did it. You did it. And I, that's when I knew when we had the conversation about me being a hired gun, and us talking about all that, I was like, dude, this has been cooked up for a minute. When I saw him on the stage, having been voted out, I was like, I know exactly who did this and how it was done. I'm going to, this is, I know exactly where I'm going. I'm going to make my tea and I'm going to, and I'm going to form the fugitives. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was insane. And the, and the difference in the conversation uh, I have with Jared, like we're in the have not room, it's me and Matt up there. And Jared straight up is just like, you know what? You better pray that I don't get back in this house because I'm immediately gunning after you and you. And says that to me and Matt. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, good luck with the zombie twist then. You know, I was like, well, let, let's pray that you don't win. And he was like, all right, all right, I'm going to come after you. And I was like, well, look, I, have, I guess I'm going to come after you too. And that was like the initial conversation. And then later on, he comes back and he's like, all right, like, let's work together. Um, I think probably because he talked to you, Cam, or something like that, right? Um, yeah. But that was the initial reaction. So I was like, okay, like Jared's obviously not too happy with this. And so, um, yeah, like I, I well, knew I, like, I wanted Cam. I told him too, because he, he, he immediately went into like go mode and where he was like after me. And I was like, listen, okay, stop. There's only one of us is coming back in this thing. There's no reason for us to to have this. I was like, you don't need the campaign against me, nor I against you. Let's just help each other out. And he was like, shit, you're right. So that's what we did. I mean, he gave me a crap load of information and I doubled down on the fact that I believed that Felicia was related to Denzel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we, we all wonder about that one. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, that was a crazy week for sure. That's like, um, even like the competitions are happening. What's the um the one where you're balancing on it, putting the ball resurrection on, rumble? The resurrection rumble. Um, that's when I that's what really solidified for me. I already knew I was like, all right, between the two, I want Cam back in. Um, that when that competition starts happening, it solidifies that I need Cam back in at whatever cost. Like he has to be the one that's coming back because um it's very obvious, like if you start noticing people, like who they're aligned with the most, because I found myself watching Cam. I wanted Cam back in, so I was watching his every movement. And I would look over at Jared and be like, okay, but like I'm watching Cam because I want him to do well. 
But like, I'm trying to be careful about not doing that too much. I look to my side and I see like, there's Mimi and she's staring at Jared, like, and seeing like cheering him on. I'm like, okay, weird. I look to the other side, I see like my <laughs> feet and she's looking at Jared and then Cerise also cheering on Jared. And that, and I just watch their eyes as well when they're not cheering him on, they're just staring at him though and not at Cam. And I was like, all right. Like, I know like if, if Jared comes back, this is the alliance. Right, I was like, the, the, the alliance is going to be a blue Jared, Mama Fee, Mimi, Serene. And they're coming after like me, Matt Bowie. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, this is this is what's about to happen. I was like, I definitely need Cam back in because I don't think he rocks with that side. I don't think, you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> no. he's going to rock with I was like, come on, man. I was like, Cam's my boy. Like, he'll understand. I was like, look, Cam put me up when I got evicted. I use the veto, he gets evicted. It's even right we knew you had it in you um, we did it <laughs> yeah that's why like, at that point like um cam like cam and i even had a conversation in the scare room where i was like i knew cam was gonna kill kill that competition anyway i was like you're gonna win it but either way i just pulled him aside and i was like hey look um like don't like stare at like the ball when it's going, you know what I mean? I was like, you can just go fast. Like, this is wasted time. Like, you got this and like, keep doing it. And he had it in the bag, regardless of like these little tips and tricks I was giving, but I was just trying to like show him as well. Like, dude, I need you back in the house and I'm on your side. And that's like, we just continue to build that trust throughout the week where by the end, when he comes back in and he wins that, like, I was stoked i was stoked and we had the fugitives already cooked up we knew what was going to happen at that point and so it was it was perfect we did pretty we did work for two weeks straight like work yeah like we shifted a lot of things around i came back with a different game but it yeah it was good that was a lot of fun that whole thing was fun so fun that was probably that literally was probably the funnest time in the house was those couple weeks even though it was weird because there's nothing going on during zombie week we were just chilling like just chilling it was nice. weird. At least you had fun. I mean, just some of the other weeks were not so fun for you, Cam. Just <laughs> 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 Okay, and we're back. Yeah. <laughs> we're back, Cam. You were having too much fun. I feel right. <laughs> Roll it back. Yeah. You fun having son of a bitch. <laughs> oh gosh, Adam, why don't you ask the next question? Okay, so um, I guess this one's for Jag. And we're going to shift now to reindeer games. So, Jag, if asked, would you have competed in reindeer games? And did you, were you jealous at all that Cam got to do it? Um, not jealous at all. I was actually so <laughs> happy for my boy. Like, um, just because, like, I I can't think of anyone more deserving. You know, what I, mean? I was like, this is this is so exciting for him, and so I was very I was very very happy. And then um, obviously Cam goes out first, and I was pissed. I was pissed. I was like, Cam, please. Because um, I was honestly rooting. I was like, dude, whoever from our season would have gone on there, I would have 100% rooted for them to win the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, we had this incredible experience. And the fact it was Cam, um, I, I love you, Cam. You know what I mean? Like, you're my boy. And so I was so happy for you. Um, so not at all. There was no part of me that was, like, jealous or was like, oh, I wish it was me. Um, and... Part of that is also because I just went through a hundred days of this game, right? It was so intense and it felt like a hundred days. Um, so if I were asked, would I do it or not? 
maybe knowing me i probably would have been like yeah let's just let's do it you know what i mean like oh it's it's fun it's a game um but i'm very glad that they asked cam instead of me like i'm i'm very happy with that um because i had my time in the big brother house uh for that season it was 100 days worth and it was just like the same thing that what you mentioned cam about like decompressing i think everyone needed that um including me Right. So like, I'm, I'm thankful yeah. for that. And I'm, I'm happy that you were on it. Thank you, brother. I knew that we had no question. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Although you did look a little tired, I will say you look like you had been yeah. in there for a hundred days yourself, Cam, honestly. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I was, I was pretty, I was, it was really was a lot. I don't know if I get, I'm, I don't know if I'm about to get a reindeer question, but it was, um, it was interesting. I'll say that at, at the, at least. Absolutely. I do have to ask this one question. I promised I would ask. This is from my boss, Joe Wiegand. Ask, because he's a huge Big Brother fan, by the way. He's super excited that we've been able to talk to you and meet a couple of you. So he's super excited. He wants to know, Jag, are you still in touch with Matt? Do you talk to him? <laughs> I told you. I told I know. you. He said he was always <laughs> I told it. you. I know. How often people ask me, are you and Matt still friends? Sure. Um, the answer is I, I can't stand Matt. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm fully kidding. Matt is my boy. Like he is like a brother to me. We got so close on the season, not just because we're in an alliance, but because we had these like deeper connections. You know, we talked about, you know, he was the first deaf house guest on the show. I was the first Sikh house guest on the show. We bonded over that. And just in general, like I, I love the dude. He's so funny, such a great time. And I'm very much in touch with him. Um, we literally just, I just got back from Chicago right now. Um, and Matt was there as well. We went to like Illinois state university, it had like a Q and a meet and greet there together. So, you know, we're hanging out all the time, uh, and, and we stay in touch. And so, and that's not just for Matt. That's like a similar sentiment to what Cam was saying earlier. Like everyone on our season, like I have so much love for them. Right. Um, game is game and personal is personal. I made that very clear as well. I think that's what, like, I knew at the end, like, I was, like, I respected Cam and his gameplay so much, um, because uh, we were clear about separating the two, um, and so with all the personal relationships I built, like, that is still so important to me, um, those are real connections, real friendships, and, um, that, that will be true no matter what. Is it, it's you, Lindsay. It's me. Uh-huh. Okay, so we're going to go back to Rainier Games real quick. We thought the Zoom call was going to end for a second, so we got out of order. But all right, for Cam, can you take us through the experience of Reindeer Games? In a few short months, you go from walking into the BB house for the first time to competing against some of all-time legends. What was that like? Nerve-wracking. Um, I'm not someone that... Um, gets nervous um in the heat of battle literally or figuratively i i'm I'm pretty calm i mean specifically in competitions where you really need to have a steady hand or just a steady head and, and just keep your wits about you that's never really been a problem for me but the first time that i walked down the stairs and i saw actual legends um my like legs were shaking. I, I I was so nervous. I was like, what am I doing here? Like, this was, it would, it would be nuts. It would be like, like entering the huddle of like hall of fame week in the NFL when they do their flag football game. 
and like you're gonna be the wide receiver for like Joe Montana, and you're like, what am I doing here, dude? <laughs> like I'm here with like, why am I here? Do you guys have coffee? No tea? What is what place is this? Is a different house. <laughs> so the the most like the thing that stood out the absolute most to me was like I was like starstruck, I like in awe. I mean, we had that moment at like Todrick's house when we did the finale, and we go, we meet a whole bunch of people. Um, and a bunch of alumni, and it was incredible because we could just be like, "What's up?" But I'm walking down the stairs, and eight people that know each other are just like, "Here's the fresh blood." And yeah. I was like, "This is scary. This is scary." I could feel it; like it was a weird tension in the room, and I was like, Ugh. So the first time that I sit down to talk to Brittany, I realized immediately. We don't have a lot of time. This is a very different game. It's not like Big Brother where we can sit here and talk about stuff and like connect and learn about each other's families and likes and interests and then be like, whoa, what are you thinking this week? No. You walk into Reindeer Games and it's like, so-and-so has a power. You're about to die. Do you want some water? And I was like, good God. Okay. Okay. What do we do? What do we do? So I go talk to Brittany and I was like, for the love of God, please don't use that thing on me. I mean, I'm willing to work with whatever. We have a connection. I've always liked you. We're cool. By the way, I'm Cameron. It's great to meet you. (laughs) So it was like, it was like this weird fast forward. And that's why I feel like I had this like deer in the headlights. Like, like I already felt that was like an impending doom before I walked in. I even told them, I was like, you guys know I'm probably getting kicked out the first date, right? And they're like, no, come on in, man. And I was like, all right, (laughs) whatever, dude. So I go in and first day and I was like, hey, time for a nap. Where's my phone? So (laughs) yeah, interesting concept. But yeah, the most, the biggest part about it was meeting all of them in that setting. Yeah. So the next one we got for both of you. Um, are there any other shows you would like to do? Like, you know, Amazing Race, Survivor, The Challenge, maybe Traders. Um, and then also if Big Brother comes and asks you to play again, what would you say? I'm holding out for when they bring back High School Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> I I just rake on those kids. Like, it's like they have no chance. I have a great time doing that. So, yeah, I'm holding out for um, High School Jeopardy. That's the only time I can get the final Jeopardy question, by the way. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen High School Jeopardy, actually. Um, I Bam, saw Jeopardy I already got you beat. Let's go. <laughs> I watched Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And those kids are very smart. And I was like, I don't think I am smarter than That a one's fifth harder. <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy is a minx, I'm telling you. Um, no, I mean, yeah, wait, go ahead. Oh, do you want to go first, Cam? No, you go. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, for me, I had a great time on Big Brother. Uh, it was it was so much fun. I was so grateful for the experience. Um, even when it was, like, very, very stressful, um, I would just think about, like, how lucky are we to be stressing out over, like, a competition that's going to happen? Because um, it's – at the end of the day, it is a big game. Um, and there are so many – bigger things in life that you can stress over and so many other stressors other folks have in their lives. And so I was very grateful to be on Big Brother um, and to have the opportunity. So 
in that same breath, I'm very like, I would love to be on other shows too. Like I'm someone like, I, I love new experiences in general. And so the short answer is yes. You know what I mean? Like I, I would love to be on these other shows. Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think the challenge looks hella fun. The amazing ways would be dope. Survivor, shit, put me in. Um, you know, like anything. Big Brother, if they're having a like a season where they ask me to come back, like I, I'm the type to be like down to do these new experiences. So I, I'm very, very open to it. I think that'd be very exciting. I share the sentiment. <laughs> I knew I, I know you do, Cam. Cam and I talked about this a lot as well. We were like, this is so cool. Like, what? Like, we like we would totally do this again. And so like, he's literally the one person I was like, I know Cam would, would be down as well. Well, I think I get that question should, a lot too. Yeah, yeah, I think what they should do then is next season of Amazing Race should be Jag and Matt and Cam and Red. I think that's Let's what you guys should run. <laughs> Let's go. 100 percent That would be so fun. That would be a lot yeah. of fun would trip you the first day <laughs> i would trip you and just take off running in the wrong direction probably that was actually a lot of fun we had so much fun talking to them and we're sorry for how long it was but i think they were having more fun than maybe we even were yeah. i don't know about that we had a lot of fun it's it's I think as fans, it's really fun to hear what they had to say, the stuff that we didn't see, the fun things they said. I love the fact that Cam walked in on Jag in the diary room because there was some sort of mix up. I mean, it is like you're walking in on him in the bathroom with his pants down. It was fantastic. It was so funny. There's so many good stories that Cam and Jag have. And, you know, we we met Cam. So like we we've even heard even more stories that we probably didn't even like touch on here. So if you ever get a chance to hear Cam and Jag do other interviews, please tune in because they're they're fantastic to talk to. Yes, definitely join their TikToks because whenever they're alive on TikTok, they answer as many questions as they possibly can. So definitely head over there if you guys have any further questions. Yeah, it was fun to have like two people from the show because then they they also could bounce off each other and i think we got even more genuine stories out of that instead of just one person kind of trying to think of stuff because they would we would ask some question and they would start answering it but then it would like lead into a whole new thing or, and down a whole new street that they would then start talking about like we would have never gotten that episode from the diary room or like when felicia fell in the hot tub and then red's reaction that was never on television <laughs> right <laughs> all yeah. that stuff that's just it is like sometimes i felt like we weren't even there because they yeah. were just going and it was great just to be like a fly on the wall just having a conversation with these two really fun guys so yeah i'm super glad that we just got to just talk to them and listen to them i think that's the best part is just listening to what they had to say honestly Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it was really entertaining it's like they kind of shoved a lot of this stuff out of their brains to you know spend time with their family and then as soon as we brought it all up everything just flooded back and Cam was like, oh my gosh, do you remember that? What about this? <laughs> and it was just so funny. And it was nice to get like direct answers from some questions about the game. I know we, we like grilled Jag for a second there about here's some <laughs> of the mistakes you made, like what went down there. Yeah. And I was the one that came up with that whole line of questioning, but it was nice to hear, you know, cause we, our big one was like, why you tell Corey in America about being the secret HOH and he's going through it. And he's like, well, if I would have done X, Y, and Z, which would have been the other route, they would have, 
figured it out at that point anyway. And it's like, okay, cool. Cause that's something that did not, was not shown in the episode at all. Like that did not translate. So getting something like that was really neat. Cause then it totally explains everything why he did it. It's like, okay, so this, this really maybe isn't a mistake. It just, you know, on television, it looks terrible. Yeah. If you get the explanation, it's like, okay, that makes sense. Absolutely. And the, I really love the fact that I got to like hear why he did the speech that he did at the end and how long he was planning it. And the fact that, which was my guess is that he never told Matt or Matt never thought about, Oh, I should prepare something. And Jag totally used that to his advantage. And I loved that. I know I was kind of a little frustrated the night of the finale. (laughs) And I thought, man, he just roasted Matt. I mean, he really roasted him. But now that I hear how he did it, I love it even more because it was part of his strategy. He went in and he was thinking about his speech from the day he walked in that house. If he was sitting in those two chairs, what he was going to say. And to me, it makes him even a bigger worthy winner, to be honest with you. More worthy than I would have ever given him credit for because he worked for that hard. Yeah, it was funny. Before going even going into this interview, my mom's like, you know, I like Jag, but that speech just threw me off. And I was like, you know, I felt the same way, but I've talked to Jag about this. Just trust me. It was a game move. He did the right thing. Um, You just got to trust me on this one. So when we asked that question, it definitely clicked with her. Like, okay, I know what Lindsay's talking about now. So, yeah. 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 I I liked also hearing that he kind of played Matt going into that because I've there was one time on Survivor where someone did that as well. And it's only from what I can remember, it's only happened once. And it was back in season nine with Chris and Twyla. And Chris was like, oh, we're going to go into this jury thing. I'm not apologizing. I'm not going to feel sorry. He figured he was going to get a bitter jury. He's like, nope, I'm not going to say sorry for anything. And Twyla was kind of feisty, would fight back with people, even throughout the season had done so. And so then, yeah, they walk into jury. Twyla's like, nope, I'm not sorry for anything, this and that. Chris, first question, I am so sorry about that. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's like, I, I wish people would do it more in these situations because it's like the game's not really over still. Like, I know it's just two people, but you got one last chance here to even bring down the other person. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's great game. And I, yeah, it should be seen more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and Jag took that opportunity, which, and we mentioned in the interview that in survivor Two, Colby didn't take that opportunity with Tina. Mm-hmm. He absolutely didn't. And he did exactly what Jag did. He took his best buddy. Basically yep. he was going to be the hero and take who he should have taken. And it wasn't going to be a walk away win. And sure enough, it wasn't because he took second place because he didn't, own up to everything that he had done. He just kind of said, oh, yeah, I'm Colby, and I was the nice guy. And, of course, Tina, who's a mom, and they kind of thought I think she was the underdog, and she walked away with a million dollars, and Colby got second place. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to Jag for not doing that, really owning up to his gameplay and that one last move on Matt that he made (laughs) to get that money. I mean, good for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely a fun, illuminating interview, and – I don't know. It'd be cool to get more stuff like that, even future seasons. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's really cool. We'd be happy to talk to any of the other house guests and, you know, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of them have some thoughts about what happened in the season. So if they ever want to hit us up for an interview, we'll be happy to, you know, give them some airtime too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. absolutely. And that's it. That's our episode. Please leave us a review and share your thoughts. We will be back soon. All four of us will be discussing everything we saw in January and looking ahead to February. And let me tell you, it was a lot. <laughs> and please follow us on social media. We're on X, Instagram, and Facebook as From Our Couch. We are also on TikTok as From Our Couch Podcast. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.